So we are back with another uh, episode, and today we're doing kind of a throwback style episode, would, would you say? Would you call it that? Throwback style? Um, I mean, kind of. I feel like... At the beginning of this series, we kind of would have like th- like hard themes we would riff on, um, If the, for, any, for those of you who have been with us from the beginning, and we're going to do something similar today. And what is the theme today, Tumba? Um, we're going to talk about clothing, like how we relate to clothes and, I guess, fashion. Yeah. I was thinking specifically about our um, diet, our food episode, mm. one of our early, early episodes. And yeah, it's like, I think it's a conversation that came up with us a couple Yeah, a like a week ago. ago. Yeah, something like that. We were just talking <clears> about uh, how we related to clothing as kids and kind of some of the stuff that came up as kids. It's kind of like a child autonomy conversation, in a way. Yeah, it can be. Thinking about, like, um, the kind of things kids do have control over. At least for us 90s babies or 80s babies or whatever. Um, And yeah, we were thinking of some of the stuff that that we dealt with as young teens. And uh, specifically clothing, how we related to clothing in our world. Yeah. What was what were what what were clothes like for you as a kid? Um, so as a young kid, how far back are we going? It's hard to say. There's like a certain mm. point where, like, <clears throat> I think for me, I was probably getting clothing chosen for me for a certain point, and then there was some point where I started picking my own clothing. Yeah, and I couldn't tell you exactly when that was. Um, I have a feeling I was around age like eight or nine something like that um my mom was always really involved in my clothing process because my mom really loved shopping for clothing Mm -hmm. um but specifically secondhand clothing so we'd go to this big store in minneapolis take the four hour four and a half hour drive uh down south to minneapolis to go clothing shopping at this place called savers which is like a gigantic goodwill type store but um yeah, I don't know. We would spend hours and hours and hours shopping hmm. and bring home gigantic bags of clothing. And there was some point where I got to start choosing stuff for myself. Um, so those are my that's like my earliest memories is of thrift shopping as a kid and really enjoying <clears throat> it. Just being like, oh, this is fun. I get to like play Barbie on myself. Mm. What about you? Um, yeah, I don't really remember when I started. I don't think... I don't, it was probably much later in life that I actually chose the clothes mm-hmm. that were like bought for me. I mean, maybe, I think when my parents were together, my mom mostly shopped for and with us. Maybe she may have been like, do you want the, do you like this shirt or this shirt? Oh, I see. I don't consciously remember that though, but yeah. it was never, like, not until I was much older do I consciously remember saying, like, I want this. Yeah. Kind of. Um, but kind of a similar thing. Uh, our mom was super into like thrift store shopping. Um, I remember like my dad was, I'm not sure exactly why, but he's always seemed kind of against it. Like he would say, make, make a comment, something like he didn't like, like wearing things with other people's energy on it. Mm. Something, something like that. Something to do with, yeah. A hippie thing? Um, kind of. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, you don't know who was wearing that last, and mm-hmm. if, it, you know, they might 
whatever their energy was might not be good for you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <clears throat> but, yeah, I don't know. I was, like I've said before for people who haven't listened to those episodes, I was homeschooled, so I didn't really have... You weren't bouncing your style off other people, really. No, I mean, I, I couldn't really give a shit like, yeah. as a kid. Like, it was just kind of like... I think, I, I was definitely, it's not like my parents were, like, telling me what to wear mm-hmm. at that point. I think, like, at least by the time I was, like, four or five or something, I was, like, picking out my own clothes from mm-hmm. my clothes area, but not really buying them mm-hmm. or, like, saying, I, this, I want this thing. Mm-hmm. I have this one memory of being maybe seven or eight and it was picture day for school Mm. and the church school that i went to it would do like a full school picture so all 10 to 20 kids would take (laughs) a picture together all grades and then every year they'd put that up in the classroom so you'd have all the years of different different classes school school years up and i remember getting really um intense intensely anxious about what cal was going to be wearing my younger brother Mm. and like because, like, my mom wasn't going to be there to help us get ready in the morning. And I was convinced that Cal was going to pick out, like, a hideous outfit. <laughs> and, like, embarrass the whole family. Rude. <laughs> yeah, it was super rude. But this is the best part. Um, so I lied to him. And I picked something out for him. And I told him Mom had picked it out and that he had to wear it. <laughs> and then the next day, he put it on. Um, and it wasn't until months later when the pictures came back that I, we saw that he had put his pants on backwards. (laughs) So I had tried so hard to cut like a a non-embarrassing outfit and then he fucking put the pants on backwards just because like he was pretty young. He was probably five or something. And like I was, this was what I was most terrified of happening and it still happened. (laughs) And I remember being so mortified because it was there forever and everybody, like, looked at the picture and laughed at him. Did they really? They did. They teased him about it? They teased him. But, like, I knew it was kind of, like... It was your fault. It, like, wasn't my fault, but, like, I had, like, taken on this responsibility for getting him dressed and no one had told me to do that, but I had decided, like, I'm going to dress Caleb today and it's going to be perfect. Yeah. But I just remembered that for some reason. That's (laughs) really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was really into uh, dress-up. Dress-up was a huge part of my childhood. Um, because my mom was always thrift shopping, she would always get these cool dress-up clothes, like Jessica McClintock was really big back then. You know, mm-hmm. that, that like old pioneer-looking dress that I have in the closet? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a Jess- Jessica McClintock, so I had tons of these awesome Jessica McClintock like peasant dress pioneer dress so like little house on the prairie yeah <laughs> yeah kind of that vibe and i would during the summers i would do like six costume changes a day Damn. yeah no just because <laughs> there's nothing to do i was just in the woods and i would just put on all this dress of clothes and like sashay out into the um field and like the wind blowing through my hair <laughs> and like pretend I was a princess. I really loved playing dress up and I would do a lot of it. And whenever friends came over, they were super stoked because I had a lot of really cool, really cool dresses actually that I wish I still had. I only have that one now. Like you want, you want like your child size dresses? Yeah. 
What would you do with them? Well, that one I used to fit into, like, a few years ago. I don't oh. fit into it anymore. Oh, I thought you could still wear that one. <clears throat> no, I don't think that fits me anymore. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they were, a lot of them are adult size. They were too big for me when I was a kid. Oh, I thought they were, like, child no. size. I was like, what would you do with no, that they were, they were, like, adult-sized dresses that I would just, like, swim in. But oh, okay, still gotcha, feel very, gotcha, like, gotcha. elegant or whatever. But, yeah, I always loved playing dress-up. I still love playing dress up, as you may have noticed. Yeah. yeah. I like playing dress up. Yeah, you do. When I met you, you had a dress up. You still have a dress up bag. <laughs> I have a costume bag. It's a costume bag. <laughs> <laughs> and I think on our third date, I gave you those pants and you added them to the costume bag. Which pants? They're like gold hammer pants, kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the big drop crotch. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, not the drop crotch ones. Oh. These ones are like old, vintage, weird vintage material. They're similar. Oh. They're more like harem pants. Uh, not harem oh. pants, but like, they're not a drop crotch. Okay. But you have a similar pair. It's different. Anyway. So, yeah. I don't know. I always loved dress up as a kid. And then as we turned to our teen years, how did that, how did that change your relationship with clothing? Uh, then I had a relationship with clothing, I guess, right. m- more than just, like, a functional piece. Because I think before that, yeah, I didn't give a fuck, really. I, like, <clears throat> put clothes on because that's what you were supposed to do. <laughs> or it was cold. Yeah. Um, this is also when you entered public school. This is, yeah, starting going to public school. And then it's like, wow, like, clothes are a thing. You, ha- you a have thing. to, like... <laughs> wear the right clothes Uh, there's so much to think about there was just so much to think about so yeah i was like completely like oblivious that was like a huge slap in the face that that was like a reality that people paid attention to um you were unprepared completely unprepared when did you enter public school again sixth grade and i entered it in seventh grade um we were kind of in the same zone so yeah sixth grade was like regular my set my seventh and eighth grade, like my middle school, had a dress code. Oh right! So you didn't um, have to. That was in Trinidad. No, that was uh, Trinidad. In Trinidad, I had there was like a uniform. Sixth grade, seventh grade. Uh, they call it fifth standard there. I think. Oh. Um, yeah. So you had a uniform. You didn't have to worry about it. Yeah, but coming to public school in the states, yeah, in middle school, uh, it was. It was like you had to wear like khakis. Oh no. And polos or button up shirts. Yeah. That's awful. That's like, that's really prepping you for the workforce. It was like you had to dress business casual. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. That sucked. Um, yeah, and that doesn't and look then, good on most people. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not a look. So, yeah, that sucked. But, uh,. Yeah, I think high schools were... Well, no, I guess in, in middle school. And, uh, yeah, in sixth grade, too. Like, yeah, people make fun of you, like, because you, your shoes were one thing that they... Right. Like, as long as you, you couldn't come in, like, flip-flops, but you wear shoes. So, like, shoes were, like, a big way of people express themselves through fashion outside the... I mean, the dress code wasn't, like, that restrictive. It's just, like, you have to tuck in your shirt and, like, wear khakis. Yeah. But, I mean, you could still, like... <clears throat> wear like all kinds of colors and stuff like jewelry? that. Jewelry? Can you wear jewelry and accessories uh, and stuff? Yeah, I think so. So you could kind of. I mean, of... it was a while ago. I don't fully remember. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it was just like you had to dress preppy. That was it. Right. Um, but then the shoes were the one thing that could set you apart. And yeah. You didn't have the cool shoes? No, definitely not. I definitely wore a lot of Payless shoes. And yeah, people. Kids were, were brutal about People was like make fun of me really like bad for not having cool shoes. Mm-hmm. 
like yeah and what were they and, wearing that was so cool Nikes you know just like nikes reebok i can't remember exactly what like the it shoes were then but probably you know jordans were really big um yeah <clears throat> but yeah and like i mean there's like two classes you could have like the big popular brands of like athletic shoes the reebok nike blah 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 adidas or you were like you were like yeah that or you had like skate shoes mm. um and you had payless and i had payless yeah which, like, i had like everlast shoes payless had cool shoes i remember going to pay going to payless to me was a big deal because everything yeah. i got was thrifted mm-hmm. so if i got to get something new it was like very exciting for me but I remember going to Payless and being like, oh my god, all this is so amazing. And then showing up to school and like realizing like it doesn't matter if it looks cool. It's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not brand name. It doesn't if it's not brand name, it's not cool. Oh, kids are so brutal. <laughs> well, it's like kids and then like, I mean, whatever, you know, it, it must be a lot of social programming and yeah. like these are a lot of kids. like I you and I also you even more so the V did weren't exposed to a lot of commercials and like yeah commercialization yeah i didn't program i didn't grow up with the tv or anything like that you just had your like (laughs) movies on the radio or whatever you would listen to (laughs) to, like you know you didn't have you didn't watch many movies but you did have that radio station that would just play full movies it was like it was like a a network tv station and they would just they would they would transmit the audio over oh, the... so you'd hear commercials, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I wouldn't really... It? Yeah. I, I'm... The only thing I really remember listening to... I'm sure I must have listened to other things, but I listened to, like, uh, Pretty Woman audio I only. I remember you said that. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, the one thing that stuck in my brain is, like, I listened to pre- Pretty Woman. Like, yeah. You knew I mean, something I something saucy was going on, but you couldn't but, see the, like, thigh-high boots. No, I, I didn't see any of it. <laughs> I didn't see any of it. <laughs> I still haven't seen it to this I, day. I want to rewatch it, actually. I'd I would, watch it. I would love to rewatch it. I've seen, like, I've seen, like, little clips from it, but I've never yeah. seen the whole thing oh all God, the way through. Outside of the audio version. Um, going to public school was also a real mind fuck for me yeah. <clears throat> after you know i'd gone to christian school my mom was already kind of known to be like someone who liked to dress up so i as her child no one really like gave me shit in the christian school for being like dressy uppy yeah um but i got so excited about going to public school and i was reading all the teen magazines and the 17 magazine and like taking notes and making collages about, like, what my amazing new look was going to be. Like, oh, I'm going to fuck them up. I thought I was going to fuck them up so bad. And, like, in 1997 or whatever it was, it was very, like, peasant top and, like, animal print. There was, like, a whole... These were kind of, like, the vibes was, like, new hippie mm-hmm. or, like, uh, there was a lot of animal print, I remember. Um, so, yeah, I had gotten... Uh, my mom knew that I was really excited about going to public school, and this was, like, a special year. So I got to go to Kohl's and pick out some new clothing at Kohl's. Oh, shit. Which, like, we know that Kohl's is not, like, a brand name clothing store <laughs> either. Well, they have brands, but just... They're yeah. not, like, cool. It's not like going to Aeropostale in 1997 <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, so, I didn't have quite the same clothes, <clears throat> like, yeah, hitting the mall store. So I showed up to my first day of public school in a uh, crushed velvet, tiger print, short sleeve polo, like big pointy 70s collar, polo <laughs> shirt, 
and these like black wide whale flared cords and my sparkly Payless shoes, like sparkly Payless shoe sneakers. And I thought it was fucking hot shit. (laughs) And I showed up to like a cafeteria where you congregate in the morning of people wearing like gray champion hoodies, (laughs) Tommy Hilfiger socks and silver jeans. That was like the big thing. And was like champion sweaters, silver jeans, Tommy Hilfiger sweaters were big too, but just Mm. like sweatshirts, you know? Nobody had, like, an ounce of style. It was all hoodies. And these are all kids that grew up together, and so their style evolved together, too. Yeah. You know, they all just, like, kind of assimilated in one way or another. So I was, like, terrified because I was very different. I don't remember being, like, bullied or anything, but, like, I might have also blocked it out. It's probably in my diaries if it happened. <laughs> um, but, yeah, all I know is I had all this really, like, to me, amazing, fashionable, cool, what Seventeen Magazine had told me would make me, like, the coolest kid in school wardrobe. And then I kind of quickly, within the first couple months, assimilated somehow. I think I just, like, went to... The next time that I would go to Savers or go thrift shopping, I would just, like, slowly build up a more, like, normcore uh, wardrobe. And I started just wearing, like, a Gap sweater. Mm. And I also developed hyperhidrosis, which was really sad. That really changed how I dressed mm. for the next two years. And for What's those, that? Oh, sorry. Yeah, for those who don't know, hyperhidrosis is like a condition where you sweat profusely. And the the shift, it could have been hormonal. How like how much? Dripping, just... gushing. Your armpits would my gush? My armpits were I would sit in class in my giant sweatshirt, which I quickly like figured out I needed not just to fit in, but because I was gushing sweat out of my armpits. Whoa. No, it was insane. And it, it's, it can be like a social anxiety thing. Yeah. It can also be, um, it can also be hereditary. And I think my mom had it too, cause she would always talk about it. Mm. Um, but I was like, well, I can't fucking live like this. So I would just wear the same Bemidji universe Bemidji State University sweatshirt every day because I was gushing sweat underneath there and I actually couldn't wear anything cool or like that showed my body because I was would have gigantic I was soaked my pit and my armpits were soaked (laughs) man it was a really really big hindrance to my like style and I mean I I uh I think I did okay like the transition from uh private school to public school yeah could have been much worse for me there was definitely some learning to do like being like oh people don't want you like people aren't gonna like love you for dressing different you know Mm -hmm. but i had friends and stuff so it wasn't like it wasn't so bad but i was definitely anxious or something was going on that i was sweating that much but uh eventually i went to the doctor and they Gave me some kind of probably deeply carcinogenic <laughs> aluminum like ointment or something that I had to like put on my armpits and then put plastic wrap over my armpits for a night. Wow. And then I woke up the next day and never <clears throat> sweat like that again. Like, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> no, it's still working to this day. <laughs> I mean, or it just did that thing where it stopped it for long enough that if it was social anxiety. Oh, yeah. Because the could, anxiety. You could break the, yeah, break yeah. the cycle because the anxiety begat more sweating. Yeah. Because I was so yeah. anxious about sweating. Anyway, 
that really affected my style for a lot for those first like year or two years that I was dealing with that. Yeah, that definitely seems would would do that. Like this shirt so that you're nice. wearing, Temba's wearing a Heather Gray t-shirt. This was like the like I wanted to be able to wear this t-shirt. I was like someday I'm going to be able to wear a Heather Gray t-shirt cuz I couldn't. It was just like a big dark wet spot, you know. Mm. Yeah, actually I forgot what a big deal that was. It was a big part of that time in my life. Yeah, I mean that seems <clears throat> Well, it's horrifying. Mortifying, yeah, especially yeah. at that fucking age. <laughs> at that age, and like, I guess maybe it's good then that the I assimilated into the dress code of like gigantic hoodie sweatshirts, you know, because mm. like, it was safer that way. But yeah, middle school. So you had your uniform. Yeah. Until high school. Until high school, it was like a little more wide open then. I mean, I'm pretty sure my high school had like the same bullshit stuff that a lot of schools do where it was like no spaghetti straps for girls or whatever. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was kind of rough too. Cause like this point I'm like living with my dad who, like I mentioned before, was not into thrifting. Right. So we would just go to, I can't remember the name of the store, but it would be, it was like a really giant kind of like maybe local, like Walmart kind of a... Like a five below zero kind of store? Maybe not Walmart, because they, they only sell like clothes and furniture kind of. Yeah. So like TJ Maxx, it's kind of... Yeah, like, but like not... But like all off-brand. Yeah, it was like, yeah, all off-brand. Like, I don't know if any of you listeners are old enough to remember, like, the big dog t-shirts. I was gonna... I When we were talking about this, I was <laughs> saying, like, big dog was considered cool. Unless I'm thinking of bulldogs, which was like mm. Georgetown bulldogs or something. I don't know, anyway. but yeah... Big dog t-shirts were not cool in high school. It was like, yeah. it was like something like old, like old, like middle-aged dads would wear. Yeah. <laughs> like when they're like mowing the lawn. Aww. <laughs> it's definitely not cool or like bummy. Did equipment. your dad choose it for you or did you end up, you got to choose it? No, at that point we got to choose. But you were doing, but you were doing your best. I was choose. doing my best with what <laughs> I had. Like the options were not good yeah. there. Well... They were and, they were perfectly fine for clothing your body. Yeah. But for the social implications. But for, yeah. So yeah, I had I still had no sense of style really. Yeah. At that point either. Did you have any style like icons, people you looked up to for their style or anything mm, like that? No, I mean fashion was still something that boggled my mind at that yeah. point. It was like something I knew I had to figure out, like try to keep my head down socially, yeah. but. I still didn't really, like, I cared about it as much as, like, it would prevent me from being picked on. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah, would lessen the amount I was getting picked on about what I was wearing. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah. What about Dennis Rodman? What do you mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people saw Dennis Rodman at that time and were like, whoa, that's, like, allowed. I remember being really affected by Dennis Rodman. I have a TV. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and it's not like you I mean, see later at a friend's house or something. No, I mean later in life when I learned to about Dennis Rodman, I was a huge fan, of course. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, no TV. So <laughs> interesting. So you didn't have you didn't have like a a direction for your style. Yeah. Nor was, did you really have the option to like fulfill it. To yeah, even if I wanted to like emulate what was going yeah. on around me, I didn't really have I couldn't even 
like if if I had been going to like a thrift store, then yeah. at least there would be like options. you know some like yeah more options other than you know a place that's entirely full of like weird knockoff. But I feel like I've seen some yeah. pictures of you in high school where you were kind of goth or rave rave like. Oh, that was like yeah, that was so. I'm th- talking right now about the beginning of high school. Okay. That was, um, yeah, later in high school. I think I'm wearing, like, a fishnet shirt. That's not my shirt, though. That oh. shirt was gifted to me. But you have your little, like, and studded. And I still have it. You have your little, like, choker. And, there, and maybe, like, makeup. But that was, like, yeah. a, that was, like, a party look. So that's, like, more, like, like junior, senior year where mm-hmm. um, I'm working. So I have my own money oh. where I can, Go yeah, choose stuff. Go choose stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, yeah, towards the end of high school, uh, my parents are split up and my mom started sending us money to like buy clothes for the year kind of a thing. So yeah, I think back in those days we would usually when our parents, or at least, yeah, our dad was like buying us clothes. We'd usually go like a big clothes shopping, like before school Mm -hmm. started and then maybe like if you needed something like throughout the year you would get something else but there would be like a big buy right mm-hmm. before school started mm-hmm. but yeah later in the last two years of high school I was like working um and my mom was also sending us like a little money to buy clothes so I could like pick and then did you stuff. start to go in like more of a like an alt direction would you say um like you dabbled in it not uh you have a pyramid belt no, I didn't have Spike one of the, I didn't have a pyramid belt until like I moved to LA. I got, oh, I got one. <laughs> you did a re, you did No, a re- I was never fully goth. Oh, like okay. I took pieces of things that I liked. Like I guess at some points you could say I was like <clears throat> kind of had like a little bit of a skater like mm-hmm. look, but I mean I also ran track too. So right. like you were I like was like a also, jock. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like I just kind of like there was I don't know like. I just kind of wore whatever pieces from different things that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, sometimes I'd be wearing, like, I'd be wearing, like, running shoes and track pants or, like, just jeans and running shoes and, like, but also sometimes I'd be wearing Jinkos. You (laughs) Um, had Jinkos? I had Jinkos. (laughs) I'm jealous. I want Um, Jinkos. But, yeah, I don't know. I've always, when I, like... I feel like I've always had, like, a soft spot for, like, like goths and, like, go- the goth aesthetics. Like, when I got to high school, uh, there was only a handful of kids in my middle school that went to the same high school for me. So oh. I started all over. Right. <clears throat> like, <clears throat> aside from, like, maybe four or five people, every single person was new to me there. Yeah. So it wasn't like I went with most of my same class mm-hmm. so i also didn't have lunch with anyone yeah like, scary so yeah. i spent my lunches like my high school was kind of like two buildings with a big courtyard in between and mm-hmm. there was like like uh walkways between the two buildings <clears throat> and in between the buildings and the walkways was the courtyard so i would eat lunch out there because i was too fright too scared to like eat at a table with yeah. anyone i didn't know yeah and the only other people that ate out there were the goth kids. Yeah. So and, like, I just sat down on the curb by myself. They were, like, off in the corner, and eventually, like, they absorbed me. <laughs> <clears throat> no, the goth kids were cool. Like, oh, of I they like, were. Of course. They didn't give a fuck. Like, they yeah. were just like, 
hey, what's what's your name? Da, 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 and just yeah. started talking to me. So like, yeah. yeah, they those were my first friends in high school. Was like the goth kids that had the same lunch as me and they're all older than me i remember one day like one of them like snuck some liquor from his like dad's oh. house and we were like drinking out of a flask <laughs> oh, bad kids. but yeah i don't know so yeah those kids were super friendly to me and like i kind of adopted some of yeah that style with like the mm-hmm. <clears throat> spike necklace i think at that time also like when i started learning about like kind of like body mod and stuff like that mm-hmm. <clears throat> was something that really spoke to me and drew me in, too. Mm. So I think that kind of, like, I guess you would call it alt lifestyle back in those days um, was something that really appealed to me. Mm. I don't think we really had goth kids in my school. <clears throat> no. We had people who were, like, maybe adjacent or sort of in that zone, but I don't think we had uh-huh. anybody who was, like, hard goth. Were these kids, like, oh yeah, white face paint, black lipstick? Not all of them, but, yeah. yeah. Uh most of them were dudes, actually, at my... Yeah. That were on my lunch, but... We definitely had old kids, punk kids, skater kids. And sometimes those could, like, bleed into some goth aesthetics, but... We had some, like, new metal kids, Yeah, but it wasn't no, these were, like, goth goth, goth goth. Yeah. I was always obsessed with <clears throat> the idea of goth kids, and I did, like, a photo shoot with friends as a goth. Mm-hmm. Like, I was... I always they feel like I always wanted to be goth, so I would just, like play with it in like dress up I, I still did dress up like all through I mean I still do dress up at times yeah um <clears throat> uh what was I thinking oh middle so this was this was like your high school your college uh, sorry high school experience yeah um where did I what did I where did I live off middle school I think you mm, oh there was yeah. some, okay, so there was, was so there was some point in middle school where um, I made a good group of friends who like were a little more like into not alternative fashion but like being creative with fashion. Yeah. And then I felt like I could. Then I think my hyperhidrosis was over and I could start playing around again. And I got to be like we were like all a little bit more like let's be a little weird. Was this in high school now? Middle school still. Oh, okay. So I, yeah, I only, like, assimilated for a little bit, and it kind of coincided with, like, sweating buckets every day. And then eventually I found, like, my core group of friends who were into thrifting, which was really cool to me because I was so, so, so embarrassed of thrifting when I started middle school. Because mm. I was convinced that if people were to find out that my clothes were thrifted, that they would, like, torment me for being poor is what I believed at the time. That was the narrative in my head at the time. Mm-hmm. Um... So whenever someone would ask where I got something, I would just, like, lie and say from the small or, you know, I would just make something up because I couldn't tell the most thrifted. The kids today don't know. <laughs> yeah. These th- TikTok teens don't know <clears throat> how hard we had it when we were thrift kids. <laughs> when I was a thrift kid, you didn't talk you about being a thrift kid. <laughs> yeah. Now it seems like the, it's just such a... It's just such a huge part of the culture. There's a thrift con this week in Los Angeles. Strange. A thrift convention, <laughs> which, like, yeah, in, insane to me. Um, which I assume is just going to be a bunch of deep poppers in a warehouse or whatever. In the convention center. 
Shit's wild. <laughs> anyway, at some point things changed, and my friends were into thrifting. We'd go thrifting together. We'd buy, like, bustiers and have our, like, secret bustier, like... Oh, yeah? We'd have our, like, secret sexy lingerie that we'd, like, hide from our parents. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just, like, things like that. Because we could get what you can get whatever you want. I also got really What into, would you do with it? you just have we'd it? We'd take pictures. The we'd girls? play dress up. All of us girls would play dress up and take pictures. We were theater kids. So, like... Who's developing you guys? Well, who do you think? Some Somebody developed those pictures at Target or something. Kids in, like, lingerie yeah. thrifted. Yes. Yes. I mean, it got developed, so it could, you know, it must not have, like, violated the terms of service of the Photoshop or whatever. That's like, kids don't know how it used to be. They were the original moderators. Yeah. The photo developers. Um, I think I did at one point have some film that wasn't developed because there might have been nudity on it. I'm not sure. Um, anyway, yeah, so we were getting into thrifting and stuff. So by the time I was in high school, I feel like I was kind of solidly like, okay, I'm a little different, but no one like is that mean to me about it. Yeah. And I could be more myself. And in high school, I was, uh, and I was finding more like f- like-minded friends. I think I was really lucky to have like other kind of weird little artist kids, you know? Um, so, yeah, by high school, I was, like, pretty solidly in, like, a, like, thrift, like, a thrift core style. Yeah. I would say. Were you, like, were you still kind of, like, paying attention to what was happening in the fashion world and stuff like that at that point? No, I really didn't, I really, no, not at all, not until college Mm. was I even aware of um high fashion and then I became really into high fashion in college but um no just I was just more into I remember telling like a close friend of mine that like my style uh prerogative was like if some if I saw something in a store and I felt kind of repulsed by it I would usually buy it (laughs) and she was like what you're so weird what are you talking about I was like if it's really ugly that's what I want (laughs) so that was like what how my and I think my style is still like that to the day to this day like look at these pants (laughs) like they are that explains a lot but it's it's always been but it's also low-key genius (laughs) I mean it's style that's what style is style is like what what you know tapping into what gives you like a little like you know excitement yeah. And to me, being repulsed is, like, kind of exciting. Yeah, it's just... And it's interesting from my point of view, though, because for me, it does... Like, it's... I still feel like I don't really have a concept of it that of, well. Of style. Yeah. It's like... I, I feel... I have more of it than I did as a child, but I still, like... Yeah, if I didn't have to do... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but you like to play dress up. And yeah, you, you I like, like to dress I feel like that's fun. different than having style, though. Yeah. Or, in, uh, or like, an understanding of fashion. Like, I don't know. Well, and those are two very different things. Because yeah. I think you can have style without having an understanding of fashion. You can understand, you can fashion. understand fashion without having style. Yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. So, um, but it's, you know, you or you can do both. And, yeah. And, you know, it's not... And it's also... It's also, I think... I think uh being being interested or able to like explore like wearing things i don't know if that's necessarily or enjoy dressing up yeah is the same thing as having style i don't know i think a lot of the things i enjoy dressing up with 
aren't necessarily that stylish, but they're fun. Like yeah, I, I, mean, I like, get, I get enjoyment out of it. I mean, um, you, and you <clears throat> like to stunt, and stunting yeah. can be a really good impetus for style. Like yeah. you like to stunt on people for sure. Like when when you let me style you, I'm always styling with the knowledge of your desire to stunt in mind, and I'm like, what's gonna make people? you know grope at you at the club and like give you 15 compliments a minute which sometimes we (laughs) sometimes we can achieve together you know but i feel like that's part of your style is enjoying to stunt yeah but it's not really part of what you get out of it i don't know if i would call that my style because it's not how i dress all the time right i said it's part of. oh yeah i feel like i dress pretty boring most i mean dressing (laughs) i mean dressing but but even like the staples you have, you chose stylish staples. This was a gift. Wow. It's like a hand me down. Oh. <laughs> but those are great. Yeah. Tempa's wearing like these kind of sweatpants, but they have a little they're, drop crotch. They're, they dro- to, they're called joggers. Joggers. They have interesting like it's like interesting tailoring and whatever. You know, it's like not you know the ba- they could be more basic. Basically. I mean, I like this style, but I would never. These are. I feel like these are like these are way too expensive for what they were. Like if they weren't gifted to me as a hand me down, there's no way I would have spent money. On these. Well, and so this is going back to like thrifting. This is why thrifting is so important to me. Is yeah. the the other part of my style journey is about being able to try a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And I get I I really enjoy novelty, and I think you know we live in a, a culture that is very novelty obsessed, as well, especially when it comes to fashion. And I guess to me the the never ending stream of um, used clothing means that like I can dip into it and get things, and then put things back into it and whatever. And I'm not I don't even know if we should get into all that because it's all just very like intense and heavy and deep like this stream of used clothing the stream of new clothing all of that yeah it's not um but basically i never almost never buy new clothing so virtually everything i own i would say 99 percent of everything i own except for my shoes so like 98 percent of everything i own is um thrifted and thrifted mostly from the bins which is a buy the pound um, rag pile <laughs> that Goodwill has. Um, but anyway, going back to style and kind of like touching on high school style, I guess is where I was going. I also discovered, yeah, so I discovered in high school, like I really liked having cheap fashion because you don't have any money. I didn't yeah, have, I didn't, I, you know, definitely. I, <laughs> I didn't have any money, so I would go to like the Salvation Army had a dollar room and, and a free room. They had a free, a whole room oh. full of free stuff. So I would just like grab things from there. Or get stuff for a dollar, and then I could be like a little, you know, different or whatever. I had a, my favorite T-shirt said "Club Sandwiches, Not Seals." <laughs> <laughs> or I had a different T-shirt that I got at that Salvation Army that said, "Um, oh, you know, what were those shirts that were like?" Oh, they said they were like smiley face shirts that said "Have a Nice Day." Oh yeah. But mine was like a neutral face shirt that said "Have a Day." That was my uniform for, like, 15 years. I wore that shirt out. I loved that shirt. That was from Free Pile. Oh, that just... You know what shirt I had that I super loved as a kid? Do you remember, like, this 
I think it was like some th- like fundraising thing in like middle school or elementary school where they would sell books or something. Oh, oh. It, it was like the shirt with like the oh, earth on it with the little animals. That. Yeah. It was Earth Song. Isn't that what it's called? Something like that. Earth Song. Because I, I looked it up recently and I was uh. like, this has to be some kind of like greenwashing scheme. <laughs> they, had you, they had you selling t-shirts out of the catalog. Is that what it was? Yeah, because my, my mom had tons of those. It was like a fundraiser, kind of like selling chocolate. Yeah, for school stuff. Um, yeah, those are amazing, and they sell for a lot of money on eBay now. I wish I still had They're money. very in demand. that shirt. If I ever find one at the bins, which I very well could <laughs> easily find. I don't know if I'd wear it now, though. Come on. <laughs> we'll cut it into a muscle shirt for you. Would you wear it as a muscle Ooh, shirt? Oh, maybe. That would be great style. <laughs> Um, but sorry. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Let's move on from high school. Um, yeah, I guess the end of my story was like I figured out that I liked being a little different. That was yeah. like the evolution of style for me. Um, and then I went to college, and I went to an art college where like a lot of people were like me already, dressing kind of a little quirky, a little different, a little vintage, a little thrift. Everybody was like me there. Everyone was kind of that that kind of high schooler. Um, but the pivotal moment for me in college that changed my sense of style forever was a mushroom trip with friends where we all went, we were all in my room when we took the mushrooms and then I was like, let's all get dressed. And so I let them use anything in my closet and we all got dressed up like really bright and colorful and crazy. And then we started tripping in the fall leaves. So it was like incredible Vermont foliage and then all of us dressed up like freaks and i think that day i was like you know i should just dress like it's halloween every day what when i was tripping and then i just did that for like the next 10 years or something but what about you for college how did your style change uh not sh- i don't know it was still pretty bland no i think i made i i was starting to make like Starting to make, I think in college, like, <clears throat> was the first time I had, You like, were raving and stuff, though, weren't you? Yeah, I was raving. I mean, I was just thinking about one, <clears throat> like, one piece of, of, like, I was thinking about what you were saying about, like, I like to stunt. Yeah. And I was thinking, like, oh, where did that kind of come from? And, like, triggered a memory of, like, it kind of goes back a little bit, though, but the... First time, like, uh, like that picture you were talking about, me in the fishnet shirt. Yeah. That was, like, kind of my friend group, like, in Northern California. Like, I would do, in high school, I'd do a school year of my dad in Delaware. Mm-hmm. And then during the summers, I would go to my mom's house in California. <clears throat> and my friends there had uh, <clears throat> a little bit more of, like, a kooky, like... Hippie, would you say? Not really hippie. Stoner? Mm, definitely not stoner. Um, Quirky. Yeah, like neon colors. Uh, like okay. yeah. This, stuff well, like this that. was like the beginning of indie sleeves. No. No, this is like high school. Two thousand. But uh, I'm just saying that to put in context. Like the first time I went clubbing was with those friends. Oh, okay. Um, and it was like this gay club in Eureka, which is like an hour north of where we lived, mm. that didn't card. So we were all going there as sixteen year olds and we would go and drag. Like the oh. like all the guys would go and drag. So oh. that was like I think where stunt kind of like dressing up in the really like flamboyant kind of like yeah. ways <clears throat> or 
yeah, and really loud kind of outfits for me started because, <clears throat> yeah, it was like a lot of like neon and sequins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really connect with anyone back in high school that dressed like that. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't think there were any yeah, that yeah, I was yeah. aware of. No, probably not. Um, but yeah, in college, uh, it was like the first time I had like kind of like like a crew uh-huh. kind of like as an a like an adult like like just like friends where we kind of lived in the same neighborhood and like I worked with one like Hiro like a lot uh-huh. of people I met through him <clears throat> um so I I started like I guess I'd started like paying attention to more like what people around me were mm-hmm. wearing because like I still didn't really like I see things on other people that I liked and mm-hmm. I was like oh maybe I'll try that mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, like I'm working in college and stuff, so I have a little, little more money than I did in high school, um, to spend. So I'd say, I don't know. I don't know how I'd describe my style there. Maybe like backpacker hip hop kind of. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I was wearing a lot of like blazers with hoodies underneath them. Okay. Okay, 2003. Well, that was the time. Or was was it 2007? That was was like, like... uh, for me, that would have been 2004 through 2008. Oh, yeah, okay. And I'm living in San Francisco at the time. So, yeah, there's a lot of hoodies going on, anyways, because it's just Mm -hmm. microclimate. You just always have one on you. And you biked everywhere, too, so your clothing was yeah. very utilitarian. I, but yeah, I biked everywhere, so I don't know. Depends what I was doing. Like, I would, yeah, if I was, especially if it was raining, I would have, like, three outfits on me. I'd have my rain biking clothes. I'd have the clothes I was going to wear when I got to class or work. And then I'd have, like, backups of other things if things got wet. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. So, yeah, I'd be lugging a bunch of shit with me all over. But, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of where, I guess, me having a, a quote-unquote style kind of took its root. Started to develop. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, yeah, kind of backpacker hip-hop. I would get, like, a lot of, yeah, like, graphic tees that were done by, like, hip-hop artists or, like, graffiti artists or, like... You would get stuff new, yeah? Yeah, I would get some stuff secondhand here and there if I saw something, but, um, yeah, mostly new. I think... And do you have a lot of that stuff still? I still have a lot of that stuff. (laughs) Tell us more. I I wore one of those shirts to work last night. Oh, yeah? Uh, What about this one? This one's gotta be 10 years old. This one is... It's a mad decent shirt. That has to be 10 years. This is... What's... Okay, maybe it's 10 years old. It's literally okay, from maybe 2012. It's 10 years old. <laughs> like, mad decent. That's definitely a decade old shirt. <laughs> so, <laughs> With a puma on it. It's puma. Some of you is trying mag- to get me to talk about my uh, my longevity hoarding. That's what you call it. So, what, what is Well, that? I, like, yeah, jokingly did it. I actually did not ha- realize this until we got together, and I was, like, telling you about the age of, like, some of my clothes. You're right. like, you're, like, losing your mind over how old some of my clothes are. Well, because, like, like I was saying, my thing is, like, you know, I go I go get clothing to experiment with style. I buy things for a nickel, a quarter, because I buy it by the pound. Yeah. So the stuff that I have, I just cycle through. As soon as I bring new things into the house, I get rid of old things. And all of it is, like, 
like I can, you know, I can buy like two pounds of clothes for 15 bucks. So it's, it's, yeah. So it's interesting to me to hold on to things. You got them new. So it's great that you're holding on to them. It's not like you're fast fashion, like blowing through stuff, you know? Like that shirt I wore to work last night is probably like 13 years old and it still looks pretty. (laughs) Tempest clothes, they, they are in incredible condition. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I like... When I could be able to afford to have, like, a brand new thing, like, or and a brand new thing that was, like, fashionable. For me, it was, like, really important to keep it as nice as I could, as I could for as long as I could. Because, yeah. like, I don't know, to me, having, like, something, like, nice like that was, like, really special. Because I got ripped on so hard for, like... Not having nice stuff. Not having cool stuff. Yeah when I was younger and yeah, I don't know. To me, it's just like, I really, I don't know what the right word is. Like treasure that thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I know how fucking hard I work to pay for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, was, I mean, I'm saying this, I don't want you to think that I have like a thousand dollar t-shirt or anything like that. Hardly that. Right, right. <laughs> like it just like something like, I don't know, having like, yeah, like that, upper playground t-shirt I had like it's not like anything that fancy but for me like not just like that it was something that I thought was cool like yeah it was just kind of like kind of like I don't know like repairing I don't know if repairing but like you were kind of you were like healing something healing yeah the kid in me that didn't understand why I was getting picked on so hard for like just wearing a shirt like yeah. or a jacket because it's you know it's cold outside. I'm wearing a jacket. Like I don't care if this jacket's not North Face. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I try to keep things. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's great, and I think like yeah, you and I have very different ways of exploring our clothing in that way. But I think they're both kind of like like they're like two sides of the same coin in a way like we're not trying to like blow through whatever is like the hottest new fashion thing like like buying 50 piece hauls from Shein or whatever people are into (laughs) these days you know what I mean because fashion can be like so extraordinarily wasteful you know yeah and like I just try to like keep myself happy and interested by having new things to play with that aren't like expensive because I can't afford that but they're not they're also like kind of tattered at times <laughs> but you have stuff that you've held on to and taken really good care of which is like you know what we should all be doing yeah um what was fashion like for you in college well so i had that experience of um doing the mushrooms with my friends and being like that's it i'm just gonna pretend like it's halloween every day oh yeah yeah that's right. and then from there on i became really outrageous with my fashion and i would dress up in like period costume pieces at like every day or like just re i i was really into robbing costume shops <laughs> back then and there's a whole i made like a whole one person show about it for my senior theater uh, thesis or whatever it's on youtube if you want to look it up it's called <laughs> one, one piece gorgeous steps um yeah, it became kind of like my whole personality, honestly, in college. My whole personality was being that bitch who dressed crazy every day. And people, yeah, were really, uh, I guess, like, 
taken in by it, intimidated by it. Some people loved me. Some people hated me Mm. for what I was doing, which was, to me, um, being living art through my fashion, through my clothing choices. And I was really inspired by the work of the late club kid and costume designer Lee Bowery. Mm. Um, And when I watched this documentary about Lee Bowery's life, that sort of like was also a pivotal moment for me. I don't know if that was before or after doing the mushrooms, but those things happened kind of around the same time. Yeah. And I just became aware that like, oh, this is something I really, that really resonates for me. Dressing really over the top as like a joyful um, intervention on day, like mundane daily life. Yeah. Um, so I have like, yeah, a lot of good memories of, of all of that. I stole a lot of costumes from costume <laughs> shops. I talk about it in that play. Everyone laughs because they're like, ha, ha, ha. They're like, no, hundreds no, no. and thousands of dollars. Like, well, like, <laughs> all kinds of like archival, like vintage, like stuff, stuff that is absolutely worth so much money. <laughs> I would steal it from costume shops everywhere I went. And then I would sell it back to vintage stores. And they'd be like, where did you get these pieces? These are like 100 years old. And I'd be like, oh, my mom. My mom collects clothing. I would just like <laughs> make it. Up. And it would have like the costume shop tag still in it. You didn't even cut the tags out. <laughs> I, I had I got away with it too. <laughs> uh, so I would be some recent. This is actually, it was a pretty big um, part of my income. Because besides my jobs at the college, I would be doing a lot of reselling. Pre-Depop, pre-Ebay even. No, eBay was probably around back then. But I wasn't doing it on eBay, but I was selling it like in the dining hall after lunch. I would just set up my table and be like, yeah, name your price. It would be gorgeous, pristine (laughs) vintage pieces that you could easily sell for like $500 in Los Angeles. Be like, yeah, five bucks, sure, whatever. I didn't care. It was all stolen. It was all profit. (laughs) I wasn't thinking of it that way. It was great. Um, Obviously, it was, you know, illegal, but... (laughs) I mean, anyway, so that was a big part of my relationship to clothing at that time. And um, a lot of the art that I made at that time was about it. I went through one summer where I was like uh, obsessively cataloging the labels of all the clothing I owned because they would because they were like weird vintage labels. And it would be things like California Creations Inc. LLC 1972. Or, like, she gets it. Like, just weird, (laughs) like, these weird, like, you know, uh, vintage labels are weird. And just, I thought it was interesting because it was, like, these were, like, fashion brands. Mm. This was somebody's dream. Yeah. This was somebody's, or some, like, some of it was probably corporate. But for some of it, it was, like, some fashion designer's dream. And this was their, like, brilliant name they had come up with that was going to be, like their ticket to becoming the next Halston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so I still have those lists. Do you them. take pictures of them or you just wrote them down? Mm, <clears throat> I think I just wrote them down, but I may have taken pictures. I, I've lost a lot of stuff over the years. Oh, it's right. possible. It's, I, I, I do kind of have a memory of taking pictures cause they did, they do have interesting designs <laughs> and I still love like vintage tag designs. I think they're just like somebody designed that somebody, that's not Canva'd. Somebody, somebody got, got in there and designed it. Yeah, so I, I was really obsessed. I started becoming really into fashion. That book on our shelf there was a really big influence on me, Fashion on the Edge, which is about more like avant-garde designers and designers whose work was more like conceptual and performance-arty. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I was really into that stuff. I stole that from the library <laughs> at my college. <laughs> my klepto wife. <laughs> yeah, recovered klepto. <laughs> um, yeah, and I also was like, I worked for like a fashion, or I worked for like a costume shop in New York City. So I was like always kind of trying to learn how to sew. I really wanted to mm. design my own stuff, but it, and I worked at the costume shop in college. And I made like one thing or a couple, I made like a couple things, but I've just never been good at, I've not just not good at it. Like I can't dedicate myself to like figuring it out. Yeah. And I never took a class, but I know you took a class. Yeah. In college I took, uh, like some of her acquired tech classes were doing various, um, tech shit and what I took, uh, Costume design is one of mine. I did lighting and costume, lighting, costume design, and set design. And the costume teacher loved you and wanted you to like. She get tried into to get it. me to, yeah. She tried to get me to switch my major to costume design. Were you just like really good at uh, pattern making and sewing, or what yeah, was, yeah? Uh, I don't remember how to do any of it really that well now because I haven't done it in so long. But I picked. It I up, know you could. I picked it up really easily. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I mean, that makes sense. I don't know about the designing part, though. Well, uh, that's why we should do it together. <laughs> you're good at you're good I at never, the tailoring. And yeah, stuff. we didn't get to the design part, but, like, the technical aspects of, like, cutting out patterns, yeah. like, putting clothes together using a sewing machine. Like, yeah, I was good at that. That's the part I never learned how to do, and I wish I had. I made one, like, Playboy Bunny um, suit Yeah. for a performance I did. It was with like stripe. It was with like dyed spandex <laughs> or something. I don't think I even boned it. It wasn't even. It was like pretty basic. But um, yeah, we'd make a great team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still would love to design. I mean, I started working in latex last year. Yeah. A little bit more, and like, but it's a little too in- the pattern making is a little too intimidating for me. I don't have a mind that can look at flat. And turn it into 3D. Yeah. I have the kind of mind that can, like, build material on other material, but I can't, like, fold something into something else. Like, like origami is, like, totally inaccessible to me. Oh. You know? So, I applaud those who can do that. It's not me. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was the... uh, Clothing was my whole life and a huge part of my art in college. And then post-college, I was still like that for the entirety of the time that I lived in New York. I was really just, like, flamboyant and dressed very outlandishly until I became a nanny. And then I dressed like a nanny, but like a caricature of a nanny. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought it was funny to, like, I became very, like, kind of buttoned up. But I'd wear, like, giant platform shoes with my, like conservative nanny but like mary poppins like (laughs) like i try like i would try to dress like mary poppins basically and then i did like a club kid thing which yada 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 whatever we both like to stunt yeah when you would go out after college what what were you gonna say sorry oh i was gonna say i feel like that's something that i feel like we enjoyed to do 
Well, on our third date, I was like, do you want to come over and watch me play dress up? <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Because we were going to go to a party. You were like, yes. <laughs> Probably because you got to watch me get naked or whatever, but. Yeah, two good things. But you also like, I've, I had a feeling you were like into dress up. I don't know why I got that feeling. Oh, because you wanted us to dress up on our first date. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's fucking weird. He's <laughs> weird like that. Um, so since college, post-college. How do you feel like your style has changed, if at all, because you are still wearing the same shirts? <laughs> and where would you like, what would your ideal style be? If you could like have your dream wardrobe, money is no issue, tailoring is no issue. Those are two questions. So start That's with the first That's many one. things, yeah. Start with the first I mean... I don't know. I do have a lot of the same, like, t-shirts, like, my favorite ones. Yeah. But it's not, like... You have new know. stuff, I have too. other stuff, too. I, like, buy, I like to buy you stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jenny likes to go to the bins and, like, yeah. I don't really find you stuff at the bins so oh. much. I only... I only find you party clothes at the bands. Okay. I find you well, like... Well, at thrift stores, you like send me pictures. You're like, yeah. do you like this? Or sometimes... Yeah. Or if you go to the bins, sometimes you'll buy a few things because yeah. it's like pennies or whatever. Yeah, because it doesn't... If you don't <clears> like <throat> it, you don't like it. Yeah. But I don't know. I still don't feel like I have a huge handle on it. I think I have more button-up shirts and I don't wear blazers anymore. <laughs> right. Right. Uh... I probably wear tighter pants than I did then. Oh. Now. Um, Not like skinny jeans, but like just like more form fitting. Yeah. Mm. You wore looser jeans back then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like those new jeans I just got, or those are the tightest jeans I've ever had. Those aren't skinny jeans. Those kind of They're a little jeans. like relaxed le- relaxed fit in the leg, in the oh. in the bottom of the leg. Skinny jeans would be like, like leggings. Like leggings? Like tight, oh. tight to your, yeah. Okay, I don't see. I don't really. <laughs> that's why you. That's why you keep me around. And I stay up. I stay up today. Um, I don't know what else has changed fashion wise. Do you feel like when you go out, you like to turn looks a little more? Like, I mean, the same. The I same guess it, it depends where what the venue is. It has to be the right vibe. Yeah, it has to be the right vibe. Yeah. Um. I guess for me, it's, like, it's not maybe, like, kind of where you were, like, enjoying, like, kind of pushing it. Yeah. Based on the environment you're there. Like, I don't, I'm not so sure I'd feel super comfortable, like, dressing exuberant if it was somewhere where it was, wasn't going to be received well, I guess. And maybe you don't always feel safe. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, don't feel safe always. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes definitely... Like, we've definitely gone to parties before and just, yeah, worn something outlandish, kind of. But I, I don't think, yeah, there were, maybe there were places where we're like, we knew people were going to be like, the fuck? But yeah. it was Like wasn't... when we showed up in all latex to a costume party? Well, <laughs> yeah, we went to a, a birthday costume party that we assumed... Uh, it was a costume party! We assumed people were going to be in fucking costume, but when we got there, it was just the birthday girl and us. <laughs> The birthday girl was in costume and none of her lame-ass loser friends <laughs> to care about her enough, cared about her enough 
to put on costumes for her birthday as requested on her fucking invitation. It was invitation. wild. So we showed up in full latex. We were like... <laughs> with months. We knew... No like, one knew who we were because, we knew, we, because they couldn't see our faces. We knew that wearing latex was going to be like, yeah, a little bit of a mic drop. But we're like, everyone else is going to be in costume too. It's It'll be fine. Party. But literally, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty awkward. It was pretty awkward. Latex. So we stuck around for like, I don't know, 20 minutes. And then we went to the next party where everyone received it very well. Yeah. They're more freaks. Um, but yeah, uh, so if you could have your dream wardrobe cost as no issue, what kind of looks, how would you like to dress on the daily? Let's say also you don't have to go to work and worry about work outfits. Uh, All your only job in life is to look fantastic. I mean, it would probably be like very similar to this. Like, not like tailored suits like you're always talking about? I would get some, but I wouldn't wear that shit every day. Okay. I think my everyday would be probably pretty boring, but I would like, yeah, to have like some tailored suits to go to shit in. Um, I don't know. You don't want like elevated sweatpants, <laughs> elevated t-shirts like Rick Owens or... What's that? Yeah, right. <laughs> Who's Rick Owens? Uh, he's a he's a very popular fashion designer. A lot of like uh, a lot of think of like Berghain, the club, like Berlin. Think of like black Berlin fashion style is like Rick Owens. Uh, that doesn't mean anything to me. Wow. Um, well, if we move to Berlin, I mean, you'll know. <clears> that, I don't. I I don't see the point in having like a designer T-shirt. But money is no would, issue. Would it make you feel good? No. You, you don't care. I don't care. Uh-huh. Like, having, like, I would get, like, graphic tees by, like, graffiti artists. Or, or like, artists that's more like. my style. Like, that is, yeah, that speaks to me. Like, street art. I don't fucking give a shit about high fashion. What about, like, um, um, are there any, like, small but, fashion brands that you've seen that you like? Uh, what about like kink stuff, kinkwear? Yeah, wear. but that's like I don't know. Yeah, sure, I'd have like a bigger latex collection if money knows no option. Mm-hmm. But I think of that more as like kink gear than fashion gear. Yeah, even though it's kind of they can't fashion. Have a lot, but <clears throat> but um, yeah, I don't know. Like maybe I would if money was no option and like. I could afford, like, a really weird, like, one-off designer thing. Like, yeah, maybe, but it would definitely, it wouldn't be, like, yeah, I wouldn't dress like that every day. If money was no option, would you let me choose everything for you? (laughs) (laughs) And become your stylist? I mean, I would do, maybe I would do something similar as to now, like, you're, like, do you like this? Do you like this or this? Yeah, maybe, but it was still wouldn't be my everyday. Like I'm not I like functional clothes. Like yeah. I'm like we always talk about a joke about like I'm rough and tumble. Like yeah. I want stuff that I can move in, stuff like Yeah. I fall off of cliffs, I mountain bike. You I really like motorcycles. Do fall off <laughs> you really do fall off cliffs. I like to dig in the garden. Um and, but, I mean, I would probably have more, like, I guess some, like, fun stuff, more, like, fun stuff, but. What about, like, the, uh, we have some friends who are in Vietnam right now getting, like, a bunch of hand-tailored, hand, ha- custom-made hand-tailored bright textile type stuff. Would you wear those kind of looks? 
Yeah, that would be fun, but it, I wouldn't have one of those for every day. I would like. Yeah. Well, because no one. I mean, I don't like wearing tailored shit every day. Yeah. Unless I have somewhere to be. Yeah. It's not like I mean I don't know. If, obviously, if you're hanging around the house, you're not gonna wear that. Yeah. What about you? Um, How has clothes changed from college to nowish? Um. So I think like the big shift came for me when I went monk, when I went hard monk. Um, which was a period of my life where I like lived in an RV and I moved out to the East coast in my RV and I was undertaking like a, an aesthetic lifestyle, which means having like less stuff. And also all a whole bunch of my club kid clip my, like when I was doing this more like club kid thingy, which was really like a short period of my life. But anyway, I'd accumulated a whole bunch of like really outrageous like high heels and stuff like that and that all got thrown out by my landlord when I was away for like a month from that apartment um uh, and then like I had to move into this RV without any of my stuff so I I like auctioned all my clothing not auctioned it but I did this performance where I like attached all this clothing like to my body and then people could buy it off my back basically mm. like it was like on display on my body um so I got rid of a bunch of clothing because I had to, and then I got, I got, got rid of more clothing, like, from afar. Basically, I just got rid of everything, and then I had, like, five pieces of clothing for, like, the first couple months living in the RV. Wow. Yeah, it was really weird, and it, I got really into, like, trying to style the, those weird couple pieces of clothing in interesting ways. Um... But basically, I just, like, didn't have any clothing for, like, a while, and then I, or not very much clothing, and I sort of enjoyed that, and then as time went on here in LA, I would just keep only getting clothing from Free Piles, or Naked Lady things, or Goodwill bins. I don't think I'd ever been to, like, a clothing exchange before. Before LA? Before. The punk Before we, yeah, before we met. Oh, yeah. Not that I can remember. We would do them in New York, yeah. but they weren't super common. the The house that I lived at, which was like part of a network of punk houses, when I first moved here, they had them pretty regularly. Yeah, it's it's such a great idea. I love it. Yeah, so I would get all my stuff that way. So then my stuff just got kind of like, and I got really into being like crust monk. So like I was doing like kind of like a jokey crust punk look for a while, <laughs> like crust <laughs> punk as a gag, but like really I did just like have no money. I mean, I was I was living just on food stamps and like yeah, I just didn't have money for anything for quite a while in LA. Um so I guess that really changed my style in a lot of ways. Um I don't know. Living in LA has uh, relaxed my style because people don't dress up here the way they do in New York. Yeah, people There's, go hard in New York. People go harder in New York and because you see hundreds of people every day and you're being seen by hundreds of people, people just like show out a little more. There's just like, you just have like, the streets are a runway. Whereas here, I don't know, I've just always wanted to be more low-key, because especially my first two years when I was walking everywhere, mm -hmm. and you're the only person on a street, you don't really want to draw attention to yourself in the same way. Like, it doesn't always feel great to draw attention to yourself as, like, the lone pedestrian in LA, you know? 
So I don't know. I guess you could say my style's gotten more relaxed, more boho. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call my style boho, but maybe more like loosey goosey. There, I was having like an Eileen Fisher moment. Shakinar. More Shakinar. <laughs> yeah, more hang loose. Um, more flowy robes. It's just the California. And Santal 33. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like I've always still just kind of... Look, I don't know what happened to my style. It, <laughs> these nine years in LA. Well, I just, went, it just morphs. It morphed and I <clears> went like a little more like... I called it more like crone core after a while. So I liked kind of choosing like ugly old lady clothes. Um... Which I still, now I'm doing that this winter. I'm doing babushka. Like, just doing the babushka bonnet thing. The babushka scarf every day. Yeah, I don't know. I like core, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's where I am now. I am sort of solidly background. But, uh, I don't know. I just like to play. Basically. You got me into Chacos. <laughs> that's, that's, your, a... that's your one uh, big, <clears throat> that's your one big. That's not a style thing, though. Well, it is. When you wear them, it becomes part of your style. No, it's function. So the way that I figured out how to wear the Chacos and not feel like I wasn't being unstylish <laughs> was to add glass socks. And glass socks are, like, probably one of the best things that's happened to my style evolution. Socks and sandals, not stylish. <laughs> yeah, no, but it is because it's repulsive. <laughs> And now that you understand this core tenet of my style, maybe it'll make sense. Especially chacos and glass socks. Like who? Who who but me? Who but me could, could take it? Glass socks, if you don't know, are those kind of like transparent socks with like embroidery on them. They're kind of like a dress sock. They're very thin and flimsy and filigreed and stuff like that. <laughs> I love them. Um, uh, but yeah, if I could go anywhere with my fashion um there's a lot of like there's a lot of like smaller designers whose stuff i really like they're not yet these like big fashion house names but there's a lot of cool indie brands that are making really cute stuff that i'm really into um that looks really good now and there's like a really specific style going around on like tiktok and instagram right now and i don't even know what to call it but it's kind of like a y2k throwback but like Mixed with fairy core, mixed with like I don't know what jelly. Will you show me this? Yeah, I will. Um, it's kind of like your nails. Stop picking at your nails. I'm not picking at them. What are you doing? It's kind of like your nails, though. There's like a certain. There's like a. That's the vibe. Um, I don't know what you'd call it. Y2K core. Y2K core. But it's like not. There's like it's like a little more whimsical and. Like, I don't know. It's not cottagecore. I like some of that stuff, but I also think it's, like, not, uh, you know, it's it's a trend. So it's not going to, mm. it's going to age pretty quickly. So you would go hard if money I think was I would. Option. If money wasn't, if money, and I, would, and I would get some, like, really good vintage designer stuff. Yeah. Like some Vivian Westwood. I'd get some Anna Sui. I'd probably get some... Uh, I'm not sure what else. I'd have to look. I'd get I'd get some cute stuff, but what I'd like more than anything is to go to vintage to costume shops. Yeah. When they're ha- sometimes costume shops have like clear out sales, 
That's what I would like to do. I want to get some good, like, really weird old remade period pieces. Kind of like I used to have. And I will say, there was some point where I got rid of all of my, like, costume shop shit for no reason. <laughs> like, it was stored at my parents' house and my mom could have just used it for her theater stuff. I guess she didn't have a theater at the time, but if it had stayed there, she would have assimilated it into her theater stuff. Yeah. So I could have just kept it, but instead I fucking put it in a Salvation Army donation box. Uh. Gorgeous pieces. I'm kicking myself, but this is, like, the struggle between hoarding hoarding and like keeping the stuff flowing yeah and i did used to be a clothing hoarder when i was really really into the looks and i am now i think pretty good at moving through stuff without letting it hyper accumulate better than i used to be yeah doesn't seem to be a problem to me but i don't <laughs> well you would know because it would mean like there were new cabinets coming into the house oh that I was filling with stuff. <laughs> um, but it was happening constantly. Mm. So you and I have, like, accumulated more stuff. Because we've been here... You've been here, what, eight years? Something like that. I've been here, yeah. like, five or six years. So when you're in one place for a long time, like, yes, accumulation is kind of inevitable. But we try to stay on top of it. But, yeah, I had to get the clothing hoarding in, um, in check at some point. Because... It uh, it can be a lot. Are you thinking of saying something? No, I'm just <laughs> listening to you. <laughs> you should you go like this, like like you're about to talk. <laughs> I'm just moving. I'm vibing, man. <clears throat> um, where are we? So you would get, you would go hard. I'd go hard. I get a bunch of stuff. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I love fashion, and I love clothing. Probably shoes. I can see you having a lot of like oh, <laughs> the face she's making. Oh yeah, I love shoes, but I mean, yeah. At the same time, I just I think uh, you can't have like a massive archive without space. No, definitely not. I would love to have the space for it i love playing dress up but what's the point of like having all those and you can't really wear it all i know i know and that's kind of why i do like the way i'm able to do it now yeah i think like one thing that yeah will be interesting to figure out when we move is how i do clothing because i've gotten really like into this rotating wardrobe that costs me 15 bucks every couple months. Yeah. Um, uh, And I won't be able to do that without the buy the pound type of... That's true. ...type of thing. So that will probably change my style in a big way. Yeah. And the climate is probably going to be a different climate than where Mm. we are now. So that's going to be probably be a really big influence. Oh, I have to buy a coat. (laughs) You don't have a coat? I have a coat. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy like a big winter coat. Yeah, I don't know. So that's about that's about that about clothing. I mean, <laughs> I could talk about this forever because I am clothing. I'm big into clothing, um, but I liked that we came upon this subject the other yeah. day. Just thinking about how you know clothing clothing is a big part of daily life. 
It is, yeah. For everybody in every stage of life, really. Except when we're babies, but that's a big deal to our parents. <clears throat> if only it were legal to walk around naked. Right. <laughs> you would rather. Yeah, I feel like I would. When it was warm. Yeah. But, yeah. You find clothing to be a, a chore? Mm, it's just... I like being naked, too, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I probably wouldn't do it, like, all the time, but to have it as an option. Yeah. Just be natural. In my little shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, that is our episode. Thanks for listening to Cosmic Halitosis. If you have questions or comments or want to yell something at us, email us at cosmic with a K halitosis, cosmic halitosis at gmail.com. Please subscribe and like the podcast. And you can follow us on our personal Instagram accounts. I am gorgeous taps and Temba is Tembizzle T E M B I Z Z L E. Thanks for listening.